Big bomb bomb bangers boogie down bangers good morning Charleston Square Jews and Gentiles you are now tuned into the fifth episode of 90 degrees where we are giving you the right betting angles our guest today is Jake Benzequin from the Profit Exchange and unlike many of our guests he lives three doors down from me in Hoboken New Jersey uh, so we met because I was posting on Twitter about how I was interviewed by the local news for a upcoming election. And he said, oh, you live in Hoboken. Why don't you come to our offices and check out our product? And this was back in January before they launched. And I saw it and I was blown away. Now come September, the Profit Exchange is up and running. So Jake, why don't you tell us uh, what the Profit Exchange is all about and how it's different than most sports betting operators? Perfect. Uh, Great to see you, Kevin. Thanks for having me on here. Uh, Kevin and I run into each other a good amount on, on the streets and have uh, some good Hoboken uh, repertoire going back and forth. But obviously, it's a pleasure to be on the network here. Um, in terms of profit exchange, uh, what we are at our core is we're a peer-to-peer betting exchange. Uh, and what that means is that you are uh, placing bets not against uh, a centralized house, um, but rather uh, other individuals um, who are looking to take the other side. A quick example is if I'm trying to bet uh, on, let's call it, it's baseball season over here. Um, so if I'm trying to bet on the Phillies tonight, you know, minus 110, um, I am looking for someone to take the Padres at plus 110. It's quite as simple as that. Um, we are looking to offer better prices uh, across the board on every single uh, market that we offer. Uh, we're consistently doing so. I'm happy to report after uh, about six weeks of being fully live over here. Um, and, we're really obviously just looking to um, provide as much value to the New Jersey market and New Jersey consumer as possible. So I'll pause there. I'm sure we can take this many different ways, Kevin, but that's the high level overview on what we're doing. Yeah, definitely. And I was one of the first users of Profit Exchange and I'm hooked. It's my favorite betting app um, in New Jersey right now, Uh, basically because the price is right. We had the early stages of sports betting in New Jersey where the apps are offering tons of bonuses. They scale back in the bonuses and you have to focus more on the product. And every single lap, they offer all the same games. You guys offer the best prices. So if I'm going on spreads and I'm going to put $100 down on Team X to win, somebody takes $100 on the other side. Well, a spread bet's a better example. So I'm taking a team minus two. Somebody's taking the other team plus two for also 100. Whoever wins, they get 2% taken off the 100 so that's $98 coming back. You go on DraftKings, FanDuel, all these sites that have minus 110, you're getting back $90.91. So you're doing the same thing you're doing on another site, and you're getting $7 more back. So it's much easier for people to either break even or even make money uh, than other sports books. Now, before you got into profit, what was your background in sports betting? Sure. And I'll just touch on two really quick points in, in, in those statements there that you made. Um, that commission is taken on a net basis. So if you're someone who's looking to trade in and out um, or place, you know, uh, a hedge on the other side, we're only going to take that 2% from your total net win. Um, so if you're placing and trading, you know, a bunch in play, uh, we will definitely not be deducting it from every single winning ticket. Um, another important point as well um, is that this matching that we're talking about or peer-to-peer betting is not one-to-one. Um, if Kevin, you want to place in a hundred dollar bet, uh, and I want to take only a dollar of it over here, uh, I'm allowed to do so. I can, and then we can have 99 others come in for a dollar. Um, so obviously, you know, you can take the entire bet if you wish to, um, but being able to facilitate and scale 
uh, is really important to us, obviously. Uh, and the best way to do that is without one-to-one matching, like any traditional financial exchange. Um, so a will can step in, put down $1,000, that a request for $1,000. Somebody comes in and says, no, I'm putting $20 down. And then you have 980 remaining to be matched. Another person comes in 100 another person comes in 70 et cetera. Yep. And that's exactly what we've been seeing from a lot of our larger players. Um, someone puts up a, a larger position that's more of you know a VIP or a well, as you say, um, on some number that they like at either plus 100 on the spreader total or obviously just, you know, a better money line that's being offered. Um, and then you have, you know, a lot of smaller guys coming in and gobbling it up as you get closer to kickoff. Uh, I, I believe you had asked me about my background before I kind of ran us away here. Um, I, I did, get- but I like the runaway. But okay. we'll definitely get into your background right now. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a quick overview here. Um, I've been sports betting for a long time at this point, uh, probably about 10 years. Um it really started as uh, many of us do here in the U.S. of, you know, going to college, getting exposed to it, um, working with the local fraternity bookie or uh, campus bookie, whoever you're working with. Um, and obviously, you know, working uh, my way up to understanding how to um, either beat sports books or to manage them in the most effective ways possible. Um, obviously, a lot of this was helped and pushed forward by um, sports betting being legalized here in the U.S., um, but prior to all that, I held a job in financial consulting, um, worked there for about a year out of school. Um, me and my co-founder moved to London. Uh, we wanted to get licensed. We wanted to get regulated out there. We did under the UK gambling commission, we offered a peer to peer product that was honestly very similar to an options or stock market for sports bets, being able to get more value trade, your, you know, your existing positions like a stock and cash out for a better price. Uh, long story short, uh, we found that we ran into Betfair who's an absolute brick wall over in the UK and globally as an exchange. Uh, They own FanDuel here in the US, who's the number one market share and number one margin product. Uh, So we did some quick backhand math and figured that Betfair has the highest margin sports book and highest market share sports book here in the US. They're probably not going to bring their exchange here. And we know that the stock trading route wasn't necessarily the most digestible or best product that we as profit could have offered and look to start what we call Betfair 2.0 or, uh, you know, the first US betting exchange here in the States. Um, that's the brief, uh, overview of the last call it five, six years of my life. Yeah. That sounds pretty sweet going to England, learning about sports betting from the people who've been doing it for a while. So essentially you have this idea of having an exchange, which is peer to peer. You don't have to worry about being limited and it's easier to profit. How did you get to the point where once you had the idea, you were able to get it in the ground running? Yeah, it was really 2017 that we really started talking about doing something on a peer-to-peer basis. At that point, PASPA was, had still not been repealed. So we were a little early um, in our time. And because we were so early, we wanted to move to a jurisdiction that it was way easier and less costly to get licensed than operate a legal platform. Um, and that jurisdiction was the UK. Um, so it, it, it really, uh, the genesis was, you know, let's go see what we can do. And can we provide better value to the consumer? Um, And we learned a lot about ourselves, learned a lot about compliance, learned a lot about product, what people want, what they want to see. Um, And again, ran into Betfair and figured out, you know, this is probably the best path forward to doing this in the States. Um, I think we've dispelled any um, theories that, you know, the Wire Act or state-by-state betting uh, prevents exchanges from being liquid and prevents exchanges from being uh, able to offer the best price. Just in six weeks, we've closed that about the best NFL money lines. And yesterday on the NBA, uh, we've had the pleasure of being up on some odd screens as well. Um, and we truly are showing the best price on almost every single money line in the state. So uh, it's been six weeks. 
Um, we haven't even thrown a bunch at marketing. We've got about a thousand monthly active users um, that are coming into the product and they're creating the best prices in sports right now. So uh, obviously we were, we feel a little bit, you know, um, relieved or, or, or happy that, that obviously, you know, those rumors of, you know, state-by-state betting or the wire act preventing liquidity concerns um, have been dispelled at this point. Yeah. And you certainly would be great if they changed the wire act to get a sure. larger state-by-state pool. Uh, but that would require Congress and what's the opposite of pro con. So that's why it's Congress that they're the opposite of progress. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I don't, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Yeah. Like I'm looking at the profit exchange right now and you guys are totally transparent. You can look on each game to see how much money has been traded. And on the saints Cardinals game tonight, Thursday night football, $53,711. That means 2% of that is a little more than 1000 And you guys don't have to do anything except for put up a line. And then everybody else bets on it. It's not as simple as that at the, at the end of the day, but I do love the condensed version there. Um, we'll, we'll only be taking 2% from winners. So you've got to get rid of basically half that traded volume on a pick Um so, but, but yeah, I mean, we are completely transparent in like almost everything we do and whether it be the UI or, um, you know, how we interact with our end user, uh, you can see the amount traded on every single event at any given time. Uh, and that number is really good right now. 50, almost 54,000, uh, at about three we've got five hours till kickoff. Um, we've been really doing well on these, uh, Island games is what we've been calling them. Uh, anything on prime time. Uh, we even had a lot of money on the Georgia state app state game last night. Didn't even know there was a college football game on last night, but it really comes to show that if you're going to bet a side or I'm picking a team to win, which a lot of people place that bet more often on a Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday night football, Monday night football, than they do a Saturday, Sunday when there's hundreds of games. Um, the best place to do that is profit exchange because we have the best price for you on a team to win or a side. Yeah. And it's crazy like looking, cause you guys are adding more and more markets because you usually just stick to spread money line and total but you have some interesting mlb future markets and it's not like you can only just bet on a team to win the world series you can bet on a team not to win the world series absolutely and it was like mattress mac gonna come on and try and put a million dollars onto his side uh mattress mac is uh has not come on yet and placed a bet um that would obviously be lovely for uh, a number of reasons you'd see that total traded volume jump pretty damn high i'm sure if he were able to come in um but no, the, the, these World Series prices were added today. So these are of, of a couple hours ago. Um, just being able to put them up, obviously trading the no side is something that you can't do anywhere in the U.S. besides Circa. Um, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they offer the no side, which is obviously great and transparent. And we totally understand uh, their business model and their ethos and, you know, obviously are very much in line with it from a consumer um, protection uh, and transparency. But yes, uh, we are definitely still sticking and trying to stick to our core of money line spreads and totals. But um, for relevant events, such as the world series here or these series prices, you know, baseball just really coming down to the wire and it being a pretty good season, um, especially for, you know, the local New Jersey crowd, I've got the Phillies in it and the Yankees in it. Um, that's going to drive a, a little bit more volume than, you know, you, nece- you necessarily are seeing from someone who's betting on the Padres. So um, we're definitely trying to do all we can. Um, in regards to offering markets for people to trade the no side on, we'll only continue to get better in this regard, in this offering. Um, but this is really the first iteration you'll see of being able to bet no on something that you can't anywhere else in New Jersey. So I can give a phone call to Mattress Mac if I theoretically had his number, or we can just tag him on Twitter to this interview. 
Say, yo, Mattress, come up to Hoboken. You can stay in my second bedroom or couch. Lay the bet on profit and fly back to Houston. And he'll get a better price. Oh, yeah. I mean, he'll definitely get a better price. Um, He also won't be limited. Um, He can put down as much money as he actually wants on the platform and yell into the void about, um, you know, people coming to bet the other side against him. Uh, It's almost like a challenge in that way, right? Uh, That's a little bit more. We're we're not a social product. We don't view ourselves as one. Um, But that is definitely more of a social element that we'd be happy to lean into in terms of, you know, come bet against me, Mattress Mac, you know, America's biggest or craziest gambler slash Astros fan. And I'm, you know, willing to take the other side here. Now, just imagine if the uh, Blue Jays were in the World Series, we get Champagne Poppy to fly in. That'd be great. I think we need to get him off his uh, stake partnership first with, uh, you know, the offshore gray Bitcoin illegal betting going on over there. But um, obviously that would be great as well. I mean, he's able to get down 500,000 Canadian on NBA player props in the playoffs. So I don't know if getting down is as much of an issue for him, but... A lot of these Las Vegas pros, you know, do, do you see any of them coming into New Jersey um, to use the exchange? Yeah. Or even I, Ohio when you guys open up. Correct. So Ohio is, is, is on deck for us. We also have market access in Indiana uh, through our partnership with Caesars. Um, in terms of the, the player prop, um, I guess, you know, people coming in to take that stuff. I think eventually, I think right now it's a lot of people are still in wait and see mode, which I don't blame them for. But obviously day by day, we're hoping to dispel, you know, any, um, you know, theories that exchanges don't have enough liquidity and whatnot. And do we have enough liquidity to make markets on player props tonight? Probably not. Um, and that's why we're sticking with where we're at. Right. So I, I think it's all it's something that we'll see a lot further down the line. Um, we've got a, you know, crawl walker on over here and we're very much still in that crawl stage, even though it's been a great start out of the gate. Yeah. You guys are certainly different than a Cambi book besides the fact that you don't limit because these Cambi books come in and say, we're going to give you all the odds and we're going to share the profits. And if anyone has a pulse, we're going to limit them. But what we're going to do is we're going to offer hundreds of markets on a game, including obscure stuff that no one but me bets, just to say we offer all this stuff. But it would never really work with your model because you have to have equal interest on all sides. Correct. We're, we're, we're basically working on a completely backwards approach compared to Canby. They are putting out everything under the sun. And if you beat them... Um, You'll get caught from all of their products, which is, you know, a fun experience, of course, for those out here. Um, But with us, it's the exact opposite. We're going to never limit your action in any way, shape or form because we don't we don't care at the end of the day. Right. We're 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 not taking any risk. We're just charging a commission uh, based structure and someone's going to win. So we are going to, you know. Uh, be able to make money at the end of the day, no matter what. And, you know, if, if you win, you did so getting a better price. Um, but yes, you're absolutely correct in terms of, you know, we, we're not going to be competing on, you know, awards or obscure player props or, um, you know, tier two markets or leagues. That's very much not our ball game. If you're coming um, to profit exchange, you're doing so to get the best price on a uh, uh, either MLB, NHL, basketball or football um, spread total or money line right now or futures as of today. Yeah. I mean, your money line prices are insane. They are. It's like the best value on the site. I wish I could bet them. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's like one game where Wisconsin this year was favored by 17 points and the best money line on the market was minus 900. But you guys, I was able to get minus 700. Now Wisconsin lost, but I, you know, and if they won, I would have got like only a pizza. Um, But even so, it, it was such a great value. Like it got me hooked, even though I lost on, you know, taking some of these juicy money lines. And then the other side of the coin is the better on the other side that took Washington state uh, got close to what the best price was on the market. So it's really kind of hard for people to get gypped. 
It is. There's, I mean, especially in, in this example you've given where, you know, you have probably what on a sports book is a minus, let's call it minus 900 plus 500 uh, bet. There's obviously, there's a huge spread in between there. Right. Um, so you can definitely find some somewhere in the middle where, you know, you can get minus 700, someone could get plus 700. Now the downside is, you know, we don't have that many individuals that are, you know, laying huge minus 700 money lines. So, you know, I'll need more of your action over here, Kevin. Um, but it, it, it really or one of our listeners or, hit, hit. or one of our listeners, of course. Um, but it really is, um, you know, the immutable fact that either side of the bet you're on, you're going to get a better price here. Now, what's been the biggest challenge uh, for you guys competing in this wide open market space with about 20 other competitors? Yeah, I mean, the the. The elephant in the room, right, is number one, we're, you know, we're, we're the first startup to really enter the space. We're the first exchange to get licensed and regulated here. Um, we don't have as big of a war chest as uh, these billion dollar companies with, you know, massive uh, cash assets on their balance sheet. Um, we can't compete against DraftKings. We can't compete against FanDuel. We can't compete against MGM, Caesars, um, just in, you know, the traditional means. So we're not going to compete there, right? We're not going to compete on, you know, bidding on NFL betting keywords, um, or anything else that, you know, a lot of these big players already have, you know, completely encompassed and taken over and are paying $800 per user to get in the door because it's football season and they need to grow. And, you know, they've got a lot of pressure right now, especially with the current economic situation. That's not where we're going to compete. We're going to compete by making partnerships and strategic alliances in the space, um, such as one is, you know, even just coming on this podcast, right? Being able to talk to people and, and have people hear, you know, us from the the ground up and really what we're about is, is more way more immensely valuable um, than obviously, you know, throwing a ton of money at, at anything else. And obviously this is more of an organic relationship, but uh, an, an organic podcast here, but um, affiliates are a huge engine for us um, being able to, you know, obviously put out content uh, that educates the user. Um, and that has really been our second challenge is education. Just because we're doing well and we're doing a ton of volume doesn't mean we can't be doing better. So we've been building, you know, tool tips in, in real time to be able to help assist with users who are looking to either request or understand what liquidity is, or uh, there's now three types of bets, partially matched, matched, and unmatched. What does that mean if I'm, it's my first time? So between, you know, obviously having to fight an uphill bar, uh, uphill battle with the marketing budget that we have compared to these companies, plus the education of a new product, you know, we're, we've got a lot of work to do on a day-by-day basis, but um, you know, as I've continued to say, it's, it's been a good start and we're only looking to continue and build on it. Now, with you guys having great margins for betters, what percent of profit betters are profitable without the welcome bonus being taken into account? Uh, that's a good question. And one that I honestly had not prepared my answer for here. Um, I don't know. We, we obviously are doing customer segmentation based on ROI basis, but um, there are not as many sharps and complete winners as you would think would be there for an early stage product. Um, you would think, you know, if our value prop is pricing and no limits, we're going to attract a ton of winners off the bat. And sure, we have, right? There's a, there's a lot in there, but there's also some not winners in there as well. Um, so I don't have an exact percentage for you, um, but uh, it's, it's definitely been a fair share of both. Mm, okay. I mean, I guess I'm trying to think like if someone's just flipping a coin to make bets and they're doing about 200 bets a year, let's say. You know, what What would their probability be of breaking even with your product versus breaking even with DraftKings? Uh, sure. I mean, the, the answer is a lot higher. And, and, and we, we do a, a recap on uh, not only internally, but uh, on social uh, every uh, Tuesday, I believe, where we compare our closing line value to every single sportsbook's closing line. 
Um, and from there, you're able to back in, you know, how much in a hundred dollar better betting on just underdogs or just spreads or whatever it might be saved on profit um, versus, you know, betting at your traditional sports book. So I haven't necessarily backed into the full lifetime math there yet, or, you know, how long it would take over the course of a year, given it's, you know, we're focused on the short term, but uh, give us a follow on social, you know, at Profit Exchange. We do those recaps on Tuesdays. So you're able to definitely see um, how much you would have sh- would have saved or, you know, what you're missing out on by uh, by not using an exchange. Now, like as a better who has multiple sports books, one thing I use to always get the best price are apps like BetStamp that list the best price guys are on there. Another new one that I really like that's helping me spank the odds is spank odds. So I'm wondering when you guys are going to be on spank odds. Yeah, it should be imminently. Um, I've been working with Spanky and his team um, over the last couple of weeks. And uh, we got to the point yesterday where, you know, we're, we're definitely very close. Uh, we went up on BetStamp uh, last week. Uh, we went up on Odds Checker. We're on Unabated right now. Um, so we're really starting to see the benefits. Obviously, those odd screens come through. And again, just, you know, the exchange ethos, we don't, we're not trying to hide anything here or allow you to, you know, really not understand and see what's going on. So us putting our prices up on all these screens. I mean, if you look at the best line section on a lot of these odd screens were pretty prevalent, um, which is obviously very exciting. Um, but Spank Odds is coming. I can definitely tell you that. Um, it seems to be, you know, a very popular product over the last couple of months. So shout out to Spanky and his team, of course. So now you guys are doing a lot of social media, reaching out to betters individually to generate interest. What other stuff are you doing? Like parties in person? Um, and trying to find better through other channels. Yeah, we, uh, we've done a handful of local events here. Um, I think we need to get a lot better. Uh, you were obviously at our first event uh, here in Hoboken, um, which was our semi-launch. Um, that was after regulatory approval, but we hadn't had a payment processor yet, I believe. Um, so we're definitely trying to do more to win locally. We're, you know, we've got a great betting clientele in our backyard. Um, Hoboken's obviously a, a huge scene if you go to any bar on Saturday or Sunday here. Um, it's absolute madness. Um, I've tried staying away from from those for uh, a little while now, but it might be time to to revisit going back there. Um, there, there there's a lot of creative ways, um, and we don't we don't just look at you know creative channels. Um, obviously, you know the affiliate engines, uh, you know content partnerships. Um, those things are great and much lower cost than you know doing a lot of paid media. But um, we're looking to really differentiate in our messaging on paid media. Uh, because a lot of sports books are immediately targeting you, you know, for bet five, win 200, a thousand dollar risk free. That's really what the ads are um, for casino and sports book. That's not what we're trying to do. What we're trying to do is tell you, oh, the Giants are dogs this weekend in Jacksonville, plus 140. We'll bet them plus 155 on profit. Um, and we're seeing a lot better rates there. So uh, I, I think there's ways to get creative within uh, certain channels that are potentially owned by dominant players. Um, but also, as you know, you point to some grassroots when it locally thinks of that nature. We're still learning too, right? We're still learning what's working, what's not. It's still early, um, but that's been the fun of it. Yeah, I'm thinking like every time you turn on a TV, you see that damn Kevin Hart ad, or at least in your New Jersey, you see it, yeah. where he's like, oh my God, I can bet $5 on any team. And if they win, I get 200. And the commercial is more about how much money you get from betting rather than people who are already betting. To, to ask them why they aren't using profit. I mean, they could, you could just get like Chris Rock to be like more money in your pocket with profit. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if we've got again, the war chest to get someone like Chris Rock over or sorry, Kevin Hart. I don't know exactly who's, um, you know, we're paying. Um, Chris Rock had just made up because okay. he has such great cadence. 
he does have very good cadence. Um, either of them are too expensive for someone like us, though. We obviously have Victor Cruz on board um, as someone who we thought was a, a great brand partner here in New Jersey, and he, he's been fantastic. Um, obviously, you know, that that fits with, you know, the startup needing to be trusted by uh, their end users and also, you know, have a local presence. Um, I wanted to touch on something that you, you spoke about, though. You, you said, I've got all my sports books here and, um, you know, I've got profit as well. And that's something that we're pushing very, very hard. We are not going to replace DraftKings. We're not going to replace FanDuel. We're not going to replace your local bookie. If you're trying to bet, you know, a parlay or a player prop or something, we are very much a complimentary product. Um, we work very, very well hand in hand with the sports book. Um, when exchanges launched in the UK, sports books revenues went up, um, which is a crazy thing to think about because they took away so much volume. But if you think about it, they took away the sharp consumers of the world and put them on the exchange because they understood the benefits there. So you're losing less on straight bets. Um, and then you have a greater increase of people doing same game parlays or general parlays or teasers or, you know, things that are traditionally losing money flow uh, occur on sports books. Um, so it really is a complimentary relationship. Uh, and we, you know, encourage you to have, you know, your sports books and price shop. That's, you know, everyone here at, at, at this company is a sports better. This company is built by sports betters for sports betters. You'll hear me say that over and over again, wherever I go that, you know, we do not have a better group of sports betting. There's no better group of sports betting individuals in New Jersey than, than right here in this office. And everyone's price shopping. Everyone's using multiple books. Unfortunately, none of them can use the exchange, but um, for anyone out there that, you know, is price shopping or, you know, looking around to try and, you know, um, gain value, you should have profit downloaded. Absolutely. If you're looking to bet a money line spread total future, it's, it, it's quite frankly, a no brainer. Now with you spending all your time on this product, are you doing any betting yourself with other sports books? Sure. There's some time that I, uh, I, I'm, I'm able to find, um, within the day. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge NBA guy. So last night was exciting. I felt very much at home having a league pass on uh, three cable boxes. Um, I mean, this is just what I live and breathe, right? So NFL, not so much. Um, I definitely take it and bet it a good amount, but um, I'm definitely more of an NBA guy. So very excited to be back in the swing of things. Now, do you ever use the intelligence from profit users and what they're betting for your own personal betting? Definitely not. Um, we, um, we're not looking at that necessarily as crazy as that sounds. Um, we, our segmentation is, is done on a very um, strict cadence and with a lot of different variables involved and profit is great to be able to see, you know, which way lines are moving before, you know, potentially your sports book picks up on it because, you know, you just have individuals with opinions that are, you know, moving the market and the market should be the most efficient price rather than, uh, you know, some, again, central centralized authority giving you the odds. So if you see something moving on profit, it's very likely that you could get it at a sports book before they see it on the move as well. Um, but no, we're definitely not taking player behavior into account with my own bets. I am much more of a, I'm much more of a, a NBA player prop um, guy and we can't offer that. Or we don't offer that right now on, on profit. So that's definitely not where my mind's going. I'm more so uh, looking at why, um, that why, you know, Zach Levine being ruled out has not changed DeMar DeRozan's points um, more than they should have, um, or, you know, necessarily what's going on with Kawhi Leonard's minutes tonight. Is he coming off the bench? Is he starting? If he is, you know, where can I find some potential correlation there to uh, give myself a fun and entertaining evening watching, you know, these primetime NBA games. So you sound like one of these betters from our generation who started doing daily fantasy sports and started thinking, hmm, how do I use that knowledge to bet on individual players rather than looking at the whole picture? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I've learned over the years how hard it is to beat an NFL side. Um, and I've just stopped trying to do it. I'm, we're not, I'm not originating over here. Um, I'm not, you know, uh, looking, you know, I, I know I've, I've seen a good amount of your content. There's no models and models going on, uh, over at the profit exchange office, unfortunately. Um, but that, that's very much not our game. Our game is more so fine. I know. I thought you were a model. Uh, no, um, unfortunately not, you know, maybe in a different You're line. traffic jams on Clinton street. All right. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I think it's our loud conversations that are, and, and, you know, they're so enticing. People are rolling down their windows and stopping by. Um, I ran into Kevin on Tuesday and we were just talking and shooting the shit. And, um, I was like, let's just stop talking. Cause like, we're going to ruin the pod. Uh, we, we, we hadn't caught up in a little while and I was in Vegas and hadn't seen Kevin as I was at G2E. So, you know, it was good. Um, but no, we're, we're, we're definitely more so focused on, you know, uh, inefficiencies in certain markets because sports books are the ones pricing everything themselves, if that makes sense. Um, rather than, you know, we, I have the Saints at, you know, uh, a pick them tonight. So I'm going to take my plus three. That's, that's not how we operate or how we do things around here. But again, happy to have the NBA back. Now you're bringing up G2E with gaming conferences in general. Do you struggle between the people who work in gaming and don't bet and the people who work in gaming and do bet? Like, how do you bridge the gap so everyone understands what you guys are about? Yeah, I mean, it would really shock you um, to see how many people work in this industry that do not bet themselves um, or are more of a, I bet $5, you know, once a month when the Phillies play. Um, those are people that you just have innately worse conversations with than someone like, you know, me and you, Kevin, when we're, you know, we obviously are very much uh, cut from the same cloth. Um, it, it, it is a totally different ballgame. I mean, uh, every call or conversation I have, I really start out with, you know, are you a sports better? Like, how do you bet? If you don't bet, how, what's your familiarity with the environment and the ecosystem? And the, the best thing that we do here is we have a bunch of people that are absolute exchange power users. Uh, these are the people in this office are the people that would be using profit, um, more than probably anyone that we currently have on the site. They're line shopping. They're looking to get the best price on their action down. They're not parlaying. Um, they're not taking obscure props. You know, they are way more so focused on price efficiency and bankroll management. Um, and uh, because we are betters and because we would be the best exchange betters and power users, that's why we're able to build the best product. So I think sports betting is the basis and the absolute floor of what you should need to know in this industry. Um, as someone who's uh, leading products teams and, you know, a, a founding member, obviously you can have individuals come from outside the industry and add value to a sports betting organization or company. And we've seen that as well, but from the product ground up, you need to be someone that is just absolutely locked in on a day-to-day basis of what is FanDuel offering, what's DraftKings offering, what are our competitors offering? How does Betfair deal with this? How do exchanges overseas deal with this feature? So it's very much in our blood here that we are sports betters founded by sports betters work working, you know, on our way to create the best product for sports betters. Because I always laugh at these conferences when they're always talking about these new products from operators and all these new products are designed to extract more money from customers and they try and generate an interest in something that betters aren't doing already. Whereas you guys are taking something that people are already betting on and making it better for betters. That's that, that's a great way to put it. I might, I might steal that one from you. Um, but no, everyone's trying to offer, you know, at this rate, you're going to have me head the marketing department. I know, right? Watch out um, the game day.com. You, yeah, you've got, uh, you've got the grassroots uh, approach here in the local Hoboken influence. So uh, I'm sure there could be some value added there. Um, no, it's, you're, I mean, you're, I, I walked by, I was at G2E and I walked by, you know, virtual horse racing booths and like, 
um, like virtual soccer. They had virtual World Cup games going on. I'm like, why don't you just like, I don't know. There's so many other ways to innovate rather than just creating the same thing, but in a virtual environment. And you see this with books too. They're, they're continuing to push out these promos and partner with content creators and whatnot to have, you know, the Ross Tucker parlay. Um, and that's uh, innovation has really stagnated in that sense for me. Um, I have been watching this market, uh, the New Jersey market specifically for, you know, four years, four and a half years since it came up and was incepted and, and whatnot. And it's the same stuff, right? You're seeing your promos, your risk freeze, obviously the amounts have completely dried up given, you know, the ridiculousness that was going on uh, about a year or 18 months ago. Um, but I, I couldn't agree with you more. The innovation has really stagnated and. I think there's a reason you're seeing startups enter the space and trying to, you know, push the most differentiated products possible. It's because they're the ones that are forward thinking um, and, you know, are are trying to make a difference here rather than the same old promotions, odds boosts, Kevin Hart commercials. Have you have you guys ever thought about having a leaderboard like Predict It has where you can see yourself compared to other betters to see what percentage of the time you're winning and what your ROI is? Kind of like how City Bike does with reward points, where you're not really giving people anything of value, but you're making people feel like, oh, wow, check me out. You are. Uh, I know you're a, a huge City Bike rewards member over here in Hoboken. Um, the, the short answer is yes and no. Um, we definitely, again, as we, we don't view ourselves as a social product. Um, however, what we can do in the same breath and what we're definitely actively looking to do uh, is provide you, you know, with general statistics on how much you're saving betting on an exchange versus you are in a sports book. Um, so if you took 50 spread bets this month, how much did you save um, by paying a commission if you win rather than paying minus 110 every single time? So I think I think there's uh, ways to get there. I'm not saying we won't have any social features or leaderboards or ROI leaders. Um, that stuff is cool and great. Um, I just don't think it's at the forefront of our roadmap right now. We're still looking to improve the current user experience with our existing uh, users. Now, if you weren't working in the sports betting field and it was still underground, what would you be doing career-wise and would you even be living in New Jersey? I would probably not be living in New Jersey. Um, I'm from the New York suburbs. Um, my parents moved to Dallas, Texas, um, like eight, nine years ago. So I, I, I really think I'd probably be a bit more South. I went to school in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, so I, I think I've slowly been making my way further down South. I lived in Austin for a year. Um, I don't think New Jersey would be at the forefront of my mind. That being said, I really love Hoboken. Like I really, truly love this small little city and I had never ever been over here, even though I had lived and been in New York for, you know, the majority of my life. Um, but it's great here. I mean, the, the sandwiches, the Italian food, um, the parks, the grass, everything's great. I've got really no qualms with this area at all. I see you nodding your head. I know you're, you're, you're with me in that regard. Um, what would I be doing um, if I wasn't running this? It's hard to imagine at this point. I'm so deep in the forest. I can't even see the trees, obviously. Um, but I've really enjoyed mostly working on the product and engineering side of things and being able to drive product design, product strategy, user interfaces, um, so I'd have to lean that way probably. Um, but I would probably definitely still be, you know, the sports betting is just in my blood. So uh, I'm sure I'd be looking at it one way or another. All right. Do you have any questions for me? I, I guess um, with CFL having winded down, where, where are you spending your time these days? Um, how, 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 how's this how's the podcast been so far? I know this is only the fifth episode and I know you've had um, fats and Clive and that, that, few more others, obviously, but 
Um, it seems like things are going well. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, where are you spending your time? We, we didn't get that casual catch up when we, we saw each other on the street because we wanted to save it for here. So I'm just, you know, curious how things are going um, on the betting front, uh, where you're focusing your time there, how the Hammer HQ has been treating you over here as well. Yeah, so uh, on 90 Degrees, we have not had Clive on yet, but he's going to be coming on pretty soon. Oh, okay. We've had Fats, Plus EV Analytics, okay. Brock Landers, also a New Jersey guy. We got my friend James, uh, Asian Le- at, at Asian Lebowski on Twitter. He's a college football modeler. He wishes he had profit in Michigan, uh, certainly. And next week, we're going to have Sean Zarillo on of the Action Network, who models baseball and MMA. And he's just pretty... Smart dude that you don't really see on any other podcast outside of the Action Network. Now, the show is getting a great reception. People know my DMs are open on Twitter at Boogie Down Picks. So a lot of people have asked a lot of great questions of me and thanked me for the podcast, uh, which is crazy because we've only been up since last month. Betting-wise, CFL, we have two weeks left of the regular season. Uh, and the Grey Cup is coming up next month. EuroLeague basketball started this month. So lots of great European basketball stuff going on. Working on pricing a lot of the derivatives by scraping past odds and figuring out how to price a lot of these alt lines and team totals. Uh, Certainly, that's the science of it. But the art of getting bets down in something obscure of EuroLeague, I have to be a little bit creative. I'm not going to get into the complete creativity of getting these bets down but basically, I have to look like a degenerate, but be a sharp. And uh, we have baseball going on. And I wish I can get into the NBA, but I'm so busy with everything else. College football is huge for me, uh, which is why I love profit, because you guys have the best college football odds in New Jersey. NFL, I don't really like, but you guys have such great money line prices. Just to make things interesting, I bet on your money lines. Uh, because I can either get zero EV or plus EV, depending on uh, what price points I get. Because I look at the values of points. And there's certain times where it's good to get minus 120 when it's a two-point favorite, for example. And you guys have that all the time. So, you know, this podcast, you know, we're evolving, but it's a mix of pro bettors, pros in betting, uh, sharp bettors who are not pro bettors. Because uh, essentially the audience of this podcast are people who take betting seriously, but they're not pro bettors. So people looking for different angles of ways of getting in. And certainly... There's all sorts of angles that exist with profit that don't exist elsewhere. Um, I mean, other than Circa, I don't know where else you can bet on the Yankees not winning the World Series, for example. Yeah, no, we, we, that's what we're trying to do, right, is provide a lot of value in these areas, you know, within existing sports and markets, but, you know, things that have been hidden for a while. Uh, we're going to try and get into some uh, no side, more no side things, whether that be futures, whether that be anytime touchdown scores. Um, we're definitely trying to, uh, get into a lot of those markets as well. And for the audience here, um, something that's, you know, unique to profit um, and really unique to any operator in the U.S. is if you're looking to programmatically or algorithmically trade and trade via our API um, as an individual, if you're in New Jersey, please reach out. My DMs are open too. Um, but we are allowing you to programmatically trade both sides um, as long as, you know, you're in the state. Um so you, you'll be able to market make um, if you're you know, looking to get into that. We've had a lot of good outreach of people that necessarily don't have the best you know, sports betting background, but have done financial markets before and are looking to trade or get into it or try and you know, experiment. We encourage all of that. Um, there's no volume requirements. There's nothing there. We are more than happy to support you and you know, whatever initiative you have going on with uh, um, trading. So that's something I definitely wanted to get out there. But um, no, I, uh, I, I, I'm excited for your conversation with Sean. I'm a huge MMA guy. 
Um, I love MMA. I'm so excited for the card this weekend. I'm excited to go to the MSG event here November 12th in New York. Um, I've been following Sean on social media for a long time. So that's uh, it's exciting that I get to see him follow this up and uh, make sure to, you know, drop my name there just in case, you know, because I'm just a huge fan of anyone that's modeling MMA and in that space. Yeah. Fun story about Sean is like before I was working for the game day, I was trying to get more exposure. So I was trying to write for action for a while and I didn't hear back from them. And I finally just DM Sean and then I got in the door and then I guess I blew up a bit more. And then I ended up at the game day and then the two bet bashes happened because there's bet bash one in New Jersey, bet bash two in Las Vegas, bet bash two in Las Vegas is when I found my way sneaking to Rob Pizzola's table at the bookie better breakfast. And then what do you know? He starts a, a, a content network and he gives me a podcast. So just like the commercial, you got to grab the bull by the horns. You do. I'm very much a, a, a fan of that saying it's, it's not just going to come to you. And of course you guys were at bet bash too, giving out swag, talking about the product. Yeah, we were, we were a sponsor of bet bash too, actually. Um, which was, you know, great. We were able to work with Spanky there and, uh, now we're working with uh, Spanky on the Spank Odds product. So he's he's really getting his uh, his name out there across, across the betting spectrum here. But no, we were at one as well. We were, you know, saw saw how it went in New Jersey, thought it was a great clientele, wanted to get some brand awareness out there and uh, we're able to sponsor Bet Bash too through that partnership. Um, no, it's, 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 it's all been great so far. So it's um, good to see, you know, obviously the hammer uh, is doing, is doing well. Um, you've got some great guests. I mean, you're getting a ton of, ton of, ton of great people in this 90 degrees um uh podcast so i mean i'm just excited i mean it's crazy that the first episode i get fats yep who's a legend yep like that was a leap of faith from him because there is no other 90 degrees podcast to go on the only thing you had to go on was talking me to 40 minutes at bed bash hey must have been a hell of a 40 minutes then yeah and you know we were keeping up um because one thing you got to do is better is have your network of other betters so we meet at this networking function and then we stay networked not just fats but a bunch of other betters where we bounce off ideas because you don't give away the secret sauce but you start finding out about other people's pastas recipes and then make your own pasta dish sure i love the uh, i love the pasta analogy here for all our uh you know um great italian local spots here at hoboken but no it's uh, that's very much what we're trying to do right as well we're making our own pasta i guess so maybe it's um more of a a, a, a traditional dish so maybe a, a baked ziti or or something you know not really mainstream but you know still has the same ethos as well or you know the same core principles so um all we're trying to do gather all the information we can from People in the space are obviously our users, potential users, and uh, make the best possible product we can. All right, everybody. That's a wrap for this week. Let's thank Jake, our amazing guest. And with that note, we got our outro music. Big bomb, bomb, bangers. Boogie down, Bangers. Big bangers, bangers. Bomb, boogie down, picks. Bangers, big Bangles, be